Welcome to the Broke Christian Podcast with your host, Andrew Lozado, where we'll be having the newest informational on Christian life, money, and living. You can also follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Broke Christian and visit us at our website at BrokeChristian.com. Welcome to today's episode on the Broke Christian Podcast. I am thrilled to be here today. Um, I am excited for this new year. This new year is exciting. It is exhilarating. There's a bunch of great things already happening. It's only the first week and a half of the year. I hope your year is going great as mine is. It's pretty cool to be able to start this podcast for everybody to hear it. Um, I hope everybody's enjoying the first couple of episodes. Um, as you can hear, we got our new intro music going on, and I hope you like it. Um, you know, make it a little bit more interesting and fun um, as I'm learning this podcasting thing. So it's pretty cool to be able to do this and uh, launch this for you guys. Um, I definitely want to provide a lot of good content and information for you guys to help you and your family, because that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to help you, your family and others be able to grow and flourish and succeed in life. One quote I definitely came across this week as I was working and just kind of going through the week is uh, it's a quote from Ryan. The quote is from Robert Schuler. The quote is, by the yard is hard, but inch by inch, anything is a cinch. So anytime we try to uh, tackle anything huge, we can't go yard by yard. Anytime we attack anything huge, like the yard, it's hard. It's huge. It's very stressful. But if we break it down to smaller segments of the yard, you know, I want the yard to look great. Great. Well, where do you start? Well, maybe pick up the trash, cut the grass. Put some mulch down, maybe buy a plant or two. And it's that inch by inch, that little bit by a little bit at a time will definitely help you achieve your goals. And that's the main thing this year is how are we going to achieve our goals in our life? Have you written down your goals? Have you already hit some goals? I know I have. And I want to be super productive and I want you guys to be super productive this year. Have you read your Bible every day? Have you prayed every day? Have you spent time with your family? Have you taken some time just to relax on the weekend? A little hour or two, not forever, because you don't want to waste your time. But tackling things little bit by little bit will definitely help. So one thing at a time, guys, focus on it. Get it done. I tell you what, uh, towards the end of last year, um, I had about a week off or so, and I was just knocking things out one thing at a time. Uh, We moved into our new house about a year and a half ago, and my garage looked like a bomb went off. It was awful. I couldn't park a car in it or anything. When I first moved here and I got the keys, I was so excited. I parked my car in there and everything. That lasted about a week. Two weeks. Then we got everything moved in and started unpacking stuff and everything just made its way to the garage. And a year and a half later, I finally said, you know what? That's enough. I need to get this thing done. And because it got so bad and that yard mentality was stuck in my brain, I'm like, man, I got to be able to tackle this. So what I did, I did, like I said, on the yard, I got all the trash. I got rid of the trash and I started donating stuff. I started taking loads of my truck to the dump. I took a few loads to the donation center, and I was like, you know what? A garage is looking actually pretty nice. So after I got done getting rid of the trash, I'm like, okay, what else do, don't I need? And I finally got 
it took about three days, uh, a few, uh, you know, three long days, but I got it done, you know, because I got kids and stuff. It's not easy just to take, you know, uh, 12 hours in the garage to get it done. Well, you know, three hours here, four hours there, and I got it done. Got some shelving for the garage, and a little bit by little bit, I was able to work on the garage and get it the way that I wanted it. And look, now my wife's car is in the garage. I have shelving. I can find my tools. And my life is a lot less stressful because I don't have that task in that yard hanging over me. So guys, inch by inch, anything is a cinch. So remember that as we're tackling things this, this year, just make sure you just take it one thing at a time. So it's the beginning of, of the year, guys. What time is it? It's tax time, guys. The, it's, it's the beginning of the year. Companies are starting to get their W-2s ready to send out to their employees. So what's on everybody's mind? tax refund right we're all ready for uh, to get that so we go ahead and file our taxes um if you didn't pay enough taxes well i'm sorry you're not going to be very happy um but if you're one of those people that actually get a tax refund no you're ready and already spending it in your mind but be careful what are you going to do with that money what are you going to do with it because a lot of people like using a tax refund at the end of the year at, for different things. They do it every year. Some people put it in their savings account to help grow their savings account, or they have this big project that they wanted to go ahead and do, or maybe they want to go on a vacation or something. You know, But be intentional with your tax refund. Uh, the average tax refund is, is quite big. It's a few thousand dollars across the board. Some people I know at work that have a, t- a lot of kids and don't make as much and they're getting like seven ten thousand dollars and another person might be getting a thousand two thousand dollars whatever the amount be intentional with it because if you just get it and blow it well then you got to wait a whole nother year and you could have done so much with that money i know you know when i was when me and my wife first started out um we would get tax refunds right and we didn't use it well in the beginning I remember one year we bought this furniture set, which was garbage. We thought it was really nice, but it's just garbage. It ended up breaking after a year or two. But we spent like $1,500 on a new bedroom set, right? And it lasts long. But we just didn't use it well. We kept on wasting it and wasting it. And it wasn't until the last couple years, you know, we don't get as much back now, you know, because, you know, the government loves to tax us. You know, the more money you make, the more you pay in taxes, but it's okay, because that's why you got to make sure you're saving and budgeting and doing everything you need to do. But for those that get, still get a large tax refund, you know, do you really need to buy five TVs or buy $200 sneakers or anything like that? Why don't you pay off one of your credit cards that's been sitting around for a little bit? If you don't have an emergency fund, get one. Put some money away in an emergency fund. You know, the, the main thing, I like what Dave Ramsey talks about, is the four walls, you know, food, shelter, transportation, um, you know, electric, water, you know, the four walls of your home. I'm going to pay my mortgage and my light and my water and my food and my gas and everything before I pay Chase or before I pay Discover Card or before I pay all those other guys. So if you're behind on your bills a little bit, get caught up. If you don't have an emergency fund, put some money away so you have some money. You know, 70% of Americans in the United States right now can't afford a $500 emergency. $500. We buy that in a TV. Um, if you go shopping at the mall or online or whatever, whatever you're buying, you could spend $500 really quickly. What if you didn't spend that $500 and you put it away? 
I remember when me and my wife uh, got a, we got a Toyota Corolla, and my wife was driving to work one day, and she popped a tire. Well, we didn't make a lot of money at the time, and it was $125 for a new tire. $125. That's a lot of money. And you know what? I had to put it on a credit card because I didn't have the money for it. I couldn't afford it back then. Now, I could afford it now. I'm not rich, but I could afford a $125 tire. I don't want to. Um, but the, the main thing is put some money away. Put some money in a little savings account so you have it. It's so much, it's so much better when you have some money. When you have no money and emergencies come up, it's stressful. It is very stressful. But when, in, when they come up and you have some savings, they're inconvenient. And there's a difference. One is stressful and puts pressure on your marriage and at work. And you're constantly thinking about how I'm going to pay this and how am I going to pay that. But when you have a little money put away and an emergency comes up, it's not stressful. It's just inconvenient. So remember, put a little bit of that tax refund money away so you will be able to do things with it. And another thing is, uh, which would be another podcast, but I'll give you a little snippet. Um, there are some people that uh, they're afraid to keep it because there's some people that are on food stamps and on WIC and different things like that for government assistance. And it's OK. It's OK for people to be on government assistance for a short time. People fall on hard times. People lose their jobs. People have short term uh, times in their life that they're financially struggling. And that's what those programs are there for. So don't judge people and be upset with people because they're on government assistance. Now, don't be on that thing your whole entire life. Go get a job and do what you're supposed to do to get off of it. But I'll leave that rant for something else. But some people are afraid, like, I'm getting $5,000, $6,000 back on a tax refund. But if you didn't know, if you get SNAP benefits, which is food stamps, they call it SNAP now to make it sound prettier, but it's food stamps. Uh, and it's a, it's a, like a prepaid debit card. And you can go to the store, and depending on your income, you get so much money for m- m- a month from the government to be able to buy groceries. Well, if you have more than so much resources put away, you lose your benefits. So, for example, I believe it's $2,100 you're, you're allowed to have in an emergency fund. And if you have anything above that in your savings and your checking account, you lose your benefits. So, one way to go about that is... Uh, you could go ahead and open up a Roth IRA, which is an after-tax uh, retirement account. You could go ahead and put money in a Roth IRA, and you could put up to $5,500 a year, and it could grow and invest and, and, and make more money. You get dividends and, and growth. We'll talk about that later. But you could put money in there. And the cool thing about a Roth IRA is, yes, you could put $5,500 up to that per year, but you could withdraw any money you put into that Roth IRA tax and penalty free. So if you put $2,000 into Roth IRA, so for example, say you get $5,500, right? And you're allowed to have $2,100 in resources. Don't put $2,100 in a checking account. Put like $1,900 or $2,000. Don't get too close to that number. Give yourself a little bit of breathing room, Okay. And then, so say you have $5,500 and you take $1,900, you put it in a checking account, that leaves you roughly with, uh, what is that, $3,600? $3,600. You put that $3,600 in a Roth IRA, that is not considered resources. That is considered retirement. 
And if you run into an emergency, you could withdraw that money without having any penalties, without having to file taxes. Just make sure you keep good records because you got to show your receipts of what you put in and what money you've taken out so they know that it's money you put in and not any uh, financial growth or dividends or interest or anything like that. So that is one way you could go about uh, maximizing your tax refund if you're on government assistance so you don't miss out on that. So do that. So you actually have some money. You don't because I, I actually ran at, ran into that when I was younger. Uh, me and my wife, we had our first kid and we didn't know what we were doing. You know, I was making like 14 bucks an hour. I think I was making like 29,000, 30,000 a year or something like that. And, you know, and then we had a second kid and, you know, we're still trying to figure it out that time. So we qualified for food stamps and I was looking, you know, I'm, I'm not a dumb guy. I'm a very smart guy. So I was like trying to, okay, well, it, how does this thing work? So I was reading the details and stuff and I found out about these resources and I ran into that same situation. Um, I was getting a large tax refund that year Um and I was like, okay, I could either spend it all and, and, and get just the maximum of the uh, the benefits because I don't want to lose the food stamps because, you know, it was very helpful to our family at the time. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. You know, by the time you pay rent and food and electric and all the other things, there wasn't much left over. So that money definitely helped out to be able to pay for some groceries and stuff for the house. So I needed to find somewhere to be able to put this money. And that was one way to be able to do it, is put it in a Roth IRA. And you could go to Vanguard, you could go to Charles Schwab or Transamerica or Fidelity. There's so many companies out there that you could open up a Roth IRA. And they're very inexpensive to do that, if not any costs at all. Um, but that is definitely one way to do it. So you don't have to spend all the money if you're afraid to do that. Um, so just remember that, it, it, you know, the tax refund is so important, so vital. It's that one time a year that you get a nice chunk of money. If you've been struggling all year and you've been tight, it's that one breather. You get, ah, I get a couple thousand dollars at tax refund. You're like, okay, this is awesome. So don't blow it. Another thing is uh, don't go to a buy here, pay here. Don't do it. Stop wasting your money. You're going to buy that cart to buy here, pay here. It's probably going to break sometime in between the three years you're financing it with them. And you're paying a ridiculous amount of interest. If you're getting a tax refund, use that money to put as a down payment at a dealership or buy a cash car or anything like that. There's a lot of dealerships right uh, from about September to January. They're getting all their inventory for tax season because they know everybody's getting a tax check. And a lot of people buy cars about that time. So they're getting their inventory ready. So if you start seeing dealerships all of a sudden about September, you know, October, December time, getting a bunch of cars in while they're slow, it's it's on purpose because they know that there's going to be a bunch of people sell, uh, buying cars at the end of January and February. So when you, if you need a car, don't just go to the buy here, pay here because you're going to put you know, like a thousand dollars down, you're gonna pay thirty percent interest, and you're gonna pay like twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars for a five thousand dollar car that you could have just bought cash. So don't do it. And also be careful when you're filing your taxes. If you file your taxes and you do that cash advance, you are taxed dramatically. If you have to do it one time and you're that strapped for cash, okay. But don't keep doing it year after year after year because you, you have to break that cycle of just burning through money and wasting money. 
you have to be able to manage your money well. Manage it well. It's the one time in the year. Don't waste it, okay? Also, there's a lot of ways you can file your taxes as well. Uh, you got TurboTax, you got H&R Block, and there's a lot of them that is very low in cost and it's pretty inexpensive. And if you continue using the same one over and over each year, it'll just import, export your information from the year prior and bring it into your taxes this year. So, you know, that's one of the cool things about it. You know, I really, I really enjoy filing my taxes with TurboTax. I'm not sponsored by TurboTax, but that's the one I use because it's pretty inexpensive. And if I ever need to print out my tax forms again, I can go ahead and print them out because there's a couple of times that I need to provide my tax returns for stuff. And, you know, when I bought my house, they wanted my last, I think, two, three years of tax returns. So I had to provide that. So I just want to make, you know, it's a cool service to be able to do it, but don't spend too much money. Because, you know, if you spend, I think, like more than a hundred bucks, it's it, it, that's a little excessive for a regular household. You're not a business. You're not anything else. You're just a regular single, a regular family household. You don't need to do anything crazy, okay? The other thing is, um, is your paycheck, right? So all year, the government takes out money for federal, and if you are lucky to be in a few states that have no state tax, state income tax. Well, they don't have to worry about that. But most states have a state income tax, so they're taking that out. And then FICA, you know, which is, uh, and Social Security. So Medicare, you know, Social Security, all that stuff, unemployment taxes, blah, blah, blah. So that's all coming out of your paycheck. And then at the end of the year, if you overpaid, well, then you're going to get some of that money back. And if you didn't pay enough, then, well, guess what? You're going to owe the IRS. And that is one thing you never, ever, ever want to do is owe the government any money. They will make your life like you're living with Satan. Okay? And as Christians, the Bible talks about us being good stewards, right? Well, you know, there's a lot of different ways. We could always improve. We could always do better, okay? And one thing we overlook is our paycheck. We just worry about getting paid and paying our bills all through the year. Well, if you're not looking at your paycheck every week, how do you know if you're paying enough taxes? How do you know if they're giving you enough hours in your paycheck? How, what if they missed page or something? What if they took too much taxes out or not enough taxes out? Or they skipped your 401k, you know? What if, what if they forgot those things? It's always important to look at your paycheck every week. Make sure it's correct. Take the time. It takes five minutes just to look it over, make sure everything looks correct. Just don't be one of those people that look at their checking account. Oh, there's money in there. Let me go spend it until there's no money in the account. That is not smart. That's less than intelligent, guys. Come on now. Let's get our stuff together, okay? It's 2020. Let's not keep the bad habits continuing on, right? So we need to look at our paycheck and make sure it looks good. And every year, uh, a lot of companies have us fill out a W-4. And the W-4 is what deductions and stuff are supposed to come out of our paycheck. Well, how do you know how to fill that out? So many people are like, how do you fill out a W-4? And it's so confusing, right? Well, some people say I claim one. Some people say I claim zero. They're, I actually claim 15. It's crazy, right? I only have five people in my household and I claim 15. There's a reason why I claim 15 because of my income and deductions and all that stuff, you know, and I put money in my retirement account. I actually sat down and calculated how much taxes I would owe at the end of the year. So when you're going into filling out your W-4, just don't fill it out like, okay, I'm done. Let's see how it goes the next year. No, there's a, a site called Paycheck City, right? 
and it's a paycheck calculator. And what it is, is you're able to go onto that website and you're able to calculate how much your taxes are going to be. And the cool thing, you also use TurboTax and do the tax refund estimator. You can see how much your tax refund would be for the end of the year if you paid so much in taxes or maybe you will owe at the end of the year and you go ahead and play with it. So you could go back and forth between the Paycheck City and TurboTax and see what is the best option. So uh, what I did was I was like, okay, if I put so much in retirement, that lowers how much taxes I'm going to pay. And then in turn, I would get a better refund at the end of the year. But then I also have to figure out how much paycheck do I need each month to be able to live. So it's just a balance. So it's a cool thing. Everybody's life is different. Everybody's finances are different. Their household's made up of different ways. So it's good to be able to understand how everything's working. So make sure you check out Paycheck City. Make sure you check out the Turbo Tax Estimator. And again, these are just estimates. If you want more information, of course, consult your local tax guy, you know, your accountant or whatever. Just make sure you guys are being intentional in everything that you wanted to do. The other thing is your 401k. Make sure you're doing your 401k at work. It's free money. Um, if you're not sure, um, you know, talk to your HR person or talk to your uh, retirement account holder, and they'll be able to give you more information on how it works and everything like that. And actually, when you contribute to your 401k, you're actually uh, contributing money. Your employer matches, so you're getting a raise, essentially, and you get to lower your taxes each year. So it's a kind of a cool thing, and you actually have money when you retire. Another way also to minimize your taxes is what is called a health savings account, a HSA. And what that is, is an account that you take money out of your paycheck pre-tax, so you don't have to pay taxes on it, on the money that's coming out of your paycheck. So it lowers your, lowers your taxes, and then you put a fixed amount every single month or every single paycheck into this HSA account. And what that accounts for is for if you go to the doctors, if you buy glasses, if you go to the dentist, any deductibles or prescriptions at the pharmacy or anything like that, you could use this HSA account to be able to pay for these items. So it's like a win-win. If you know you spend about $1,500 a year medical expenses, so say you go to the dentist and you know you're going to spend about $200 a year, and if you go to the eyeglass doctor, you know that you got the exam and the glasses, that's like another two, $300 a year. And if you know you do a prescription every single month and it costs you 50 bucks a month, well, go ahead and fund the HSA account. So then when you're ready to purchase the, uh, these items, one, you don't have to figure out how you're going to pay for them because you've already planned you've already put it into the hsa account and then you're lowering your taxes and then it's not so much of a constraint on you i tell you what when i started the hsa account with my wife going to the eye doctor going to the dentist is actually not stressful because i know i have the uh, the fifty dollar deductible for my eyeglass doctor, and I know that I'm gonna spend fifty bucks or more than the allowance that they give me. So it's a really cool thing to do is your HSA account. A lot of people don't do it. A lot of people don't know about it, but it's a really good thing to do. So the final thing is, again, when you're looking at your paycheck. Make sure you look at all the deductions because your job could be taking out deductions that you don't want or they might not be taken enough or you maybe want to adjust it or you know, you maybe want more paycheck or maybe you have a little extra money at the end of the month and you want to contribute more to your 401k or at my job, they have what's called a medical catastrophe type of plan and it's like eight bucks a month, nine bucks a month. And if God forbid, if anything like a major medical came up and say, for example, somebody got cancer, right? 
and they had stage two and they had to have surgery and all these different things. Well, the policy will pay up to $20,000 towards time off of work, towards medical bills. Is this a straight payout? So it's something that I want to have on myself right now because, you know, I'm still young and I have kids and I want to make sure that my family's covered just in case in an event of this catastrophe could potentially happen. And, you know, one of the number one reasons why people go bankrupt is because of medical bills. So that's another thing why I like doing the HSA account and I like doing the different things just to make sure that I'm ready. So that's just a little bit today about maximizing your paycheck, minimizing the taxes, and of course, don't blow your refund. You know, remember, every day is precious and make sure we enjoy every single day. And one final note before I leave, make sure that you have a close relationship with God and your family because those are two most important things in your life. You can always get another job. You can always uh, buy another car. You can buy another house. But remember, you only get one life, one family, and I enjoy it. So you all have a blessed day. And until the next episode, take it easy and talk to you soon.